Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Georgia, and I'm feeling very, very good about it because I feel like I'm defending the rights of all Americans, as I did so many times as a United States attorney. People, people like to say I'm different. I'm the same Rudy Giuliani that took down the mafia, that made New York City the safest city in America, reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of any city, anywhere, and I'm fighting for justice. I have been from the first moment. I represented Donald Trump, and this is a man who has now been proven innocent several times. I don't know how many times he has to be proven innocent, and they have to be proven to be liars, actually enemies of our republic, who are destroying rights, sacred rights. They're destroying my right to counsel, my right to be a lawyer. They're destroying his right to counsel. It's not accidental that they've indicted all his lawyers. Never heard of that before in America. All the lawyers indicted. Now, whether you dislike or you like Donald Trump, let me give you a warning. They're going to come for you when the political winds shift, as they always do. Let us pray that Republicans are more honest, more trustworthy, and more American than these people in charge of this government. Because if our government is conducted this way, and the system of justice is politicized and criminalized for politics, your rights are in jeopardy and your children's. Donald Trump told you this. They weren't just coming for him or me. Now they've indicted people in this case. I don't even know who they are. These are just regular people making a normal living. They're going to bankrupt them. They won't convict them. Ah, double went down to Georgia. My friend Rudy Giuliani and what they've done to him is disgusting. Turned himself in with 18 other co-conspirators. Yesterday, the president, Donald Trump, We'll be doing it later on tonight in Fulton County. Brings me to my next guest. Hear great things about this guy. Don't know him. Frank knows him. Name is Michael Francisi. And uh, he was a mobster for a long time in the Colombo crime family. And son of former underboss, the very, very famous Sonny Francisi. And Michael, Michael did some good things for the mob. That whole gas bootlegging deal. Making the mob about $8 million a week at one point. In fact... Back in, uh, I don't know, the mid-'80s, they did a uh, story in Fortune magazine, 1986, and Michael was listed number 18 on its list of the 50 most wealthy and powerful mafia bosses. He was on his way to med school. His father went to prison. Like Michael Corleone, he jumped in to help out. And he made a lot of money and did a lot of jail time and eventually just walked away. Now he's a motivational speaker. He writes books. The guy that put him away was Rudy Giuliani. As far as I know, Rudy put him away. And today, he's dear friends with Rudy Giuliani. How did that happen? Here's Michael Francisi. Mike, good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm good, Sid. How are you? Uh, it's great to talk to you. Thank you. I don't know what I got right, what I got wrong. Certainly, I know of your name, your father's name, and your life. But let's start right there. You're on your way to pre-med medical school. Your father gets uh, a 50-year prison sentence 
and you're kind of, quote-unquote, forced into duty. How do you feel about that then? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, my dad got a 50-year prison sentence uh, in federal court for masterminding a nationwide string of bank robberies and sit until today. I'll take this to my deathbed. My dad was framed on that case. He wasn't a bank robber. We we spoke to every witness. They recanted their testimony. We gave him lie detector tests. We could never get the conviction overturned. He ended up doing 40 years on that 50. Destroyed his life. But aside from that, yeah, I was on my way to medical school, and uh, I got very close with Joe Colombo. My dad was his underboss. And when he, Joey, started the Italian-American Civil Rights League, I saw it as a way to help my dad. Lost interest in school. And long story short, in the visiting room of Leavenworth Penitentiary, my dad uh, proposed me for membership in the life. And I was uh, 21 years old at the time. And then, you know, 1975, uh, I became a MAID member. And, uh, you know, I had a, had a pretty good run. I became a major target of law enforcement myself. And one thing you did get wrong, Rudy did not put me away. He put me on trial. I was one of the first major mob cases under the indicted under the RICO statute. But I was acquitted in that case. Ah. So I beat that one. Uh, but then they got me in the Eastern District on a, another big RICO case that I pled guilty to. So, gotcha. uh, yeah, and, and uh, Rudy I, and I, we kind of patched it up after 30 years we got together on another show and uh you know he wrote the forward to my latest book and uh you know i hope he beats this ridiculous case that they put on him and and uh you know that's how i feel about it it's interesting because i've had conversations with rudy and of course he put away all five crime bosses in one night right he 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 really did kind of dedicate his life early on in that office to putting mobsters away. But he's actually said to me on this show that he has more respect and some of those guys that he put away have more honor than some of these Democrats do in government today. He said it's not even close. And that was before they indicted him. Now he must feel even doubly uh, strong about that. So, yes, yeah, so he was a guy that tried to put you away. You become friends years later. So you're on a TV show? How does that happen? Yeah, we were on a radio show. A mutual friend had us both on the show. But, you know, just to, to go uh, take it a step further with Rudy said, look, I spent 20 years on the street. My dad, you know, I grew up in this life, the underboss of the family. Sid, I'm going to tell you, I haven't seen guys on the street as bad as what I'm seeing in our government today. And look, I walked away from the life. I'm not glorifying it in any way. You know, I didn't put people in jail. I didn't go into the program. I didn't do any of that. But I knew it was a bad life. And at some point in time, I said, look, I got to preserve my family because my family, mom, dad, brother, sisters, were destroyed. Yeah, but can I stop you for a second? Because let me stop you here for one second. Because the conventional wisdom is. You can't walk away. I mean, you were a made man. You knew a lot of stuff about a lot of people. So before you get back to how you feel about Democrats, how did Michael just walk away? Well, you know, it's a, it's a long story, sir, but here's the bottom line. I never put anybody in prison. And when I walked away, I told everybody, I'm not looking to hurt anybody. I'm not mad at anyone. But I'm not going to put my wife and kids through what my family went through and what every other family of every member of that life went through. So, yes. Contract on my life. My boss, uh, Carmine Persico, you know, was very upset with me when I walked away. My father practically disowned me for 10 years until we patched it up and he realized I wasn't hurting anybody. <laughs> but, you know, I just look and I got to blame Giuliani in one way. You could either give him the credit or the blame because he was the one that effectively started using the RICO statute. And it was the RICO statute that destroyed my former life. 
It wasn't John Gotti. It wasn't any of these high-profile guys. It was the RICO statute because that became – they got everybody with that. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, put everybody yeah. away for yeah. a long time, you know? And yeah. what happened, guys on the street weren't willing to, to do the kind of time that they were given out. We had a lot of informants. The life just took a bad, bad turn, and I saw it happening. I saw it coming. Look, I was indicted seven times. Wow. Two oh. federal racketeering cases. Almost twice as much as Trump. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's, he needs one more to catch. Uh, well, he needs a couple. More. Right, he's uh, he's three behind you right now. But but you know, talking about yeah. Trump and the RICO statute. So you know about the RICO statute, as you just pointed out, because of Rudy, all too well. So when you saw them apply that, apply that to the indictment in Georgia, you had a laugh, no? It's a joke. It's not a RICO indictment in any way, shape, or form. Now, of course, this is a state RICO. They tried to you know, get some elements of the federal RICO statute to put in there. But it's a joke. This isn't an organized crime family engaging in a pattern of racketeering. Not at all. You know, I don't know how they're going to, you know, even look, I I don't know the particulars of it, but I don't know how they're going to lay this out. But, you know, and Sid, I got to tell you something. I don't know if you want to switch to Biden or not, but some of the stuff that I see going on there is uh, is just beyond my belief. Give me an idea. My belief. Tell me. Tell me. Well, I'll tell you very easily. I had, when I was running my gas operation, and basically we were defrauding the government out of tax on every gallon of gasoline, I had 18 shell companies. Why did I call them shell companies? We had no brick and mortar, no employees. We didn't sell a product. We didn't do anything, right? All we did was collect illegal money that went through our bank accounts, and then we put them wherever we wanted to put them. This is exactly the same scheme that Hunter and Joe Biden have. They have shell companies, no brick and mortar, no employees. They don't have a product. They don't sell a product. They're not consultants. They have no service, and they're collecting money. And it's exactly the same operation that I ran that I did eight years in prison for, had a $15 million restitution for, and $5 million in forfeitures. And, you know, people are asking, well, Joe, Joe Biden didn't collect any of the money. None of it went to him. Well, of course not. This is illegal money. I didn't put money in my name either. I put it everywhere else, and then I got it in different ways. You know, it's it's amazing that, that this isn't an investigation. This is an immediate RICO indictment, no question about it, because it's happened in different places. It's a pattern of racketeering happening there. And, and the, the idea that people in America are letting this go, influence peddling at the highest level of government, and nobody is upset about it. Well, I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, I mean, there I are people. I, I don't get it. There are people upset about. It. I mean, I am. You know, I'm. A, I don't know how often you listen to this show, Michael, but this is about uh, as close as you'll get to the real truth, TV, radio, anywhere in uh, in the country. But you're right. Overwhelmingly, the numbers are not there because you know the media is run by a bunch of liberals, and uh, they know the truth, but they don't. Act, they act as if they don't. They're not all stupid. They're not all ignorant. They just they got, got agendas. They're bias-driven. That's the way it goes. That's fine. So, so the, the seven books you wrote, I'm curious, and Rudy wrote the, the forward for the last book. What are these books basically about? Is it motivation? What are they? Well, no, I wrote a couple of – I wrote a business book. I'll make an offer you can't refuse. I wrote a, <laughs> uh, an autobiography, yeah, Blood Covenant. Uh, I wrote a couple of, uh, of uh, uh, faith-based books. And the last book I wrote was called A Mafia Democracy. And it's showing how this government is acting just like we did on the street. And I made it. And, and you know, the, the satisfying thing about it is that the re, the comments that I'm getting 
Michael, now I get it. Now I see it. Now you exposed it. It's exactly the same. This government now that we have doesn't want to give up power. It's all about money and power to them and the things that they're doing and the fact that they're not being investigated. Listen, you know, I tell people all the time, look, you know, I get knocked for supporting Trump. And I tell people, look, he's not dating my daughter. We're not next door neighbors and we don't go out to eat together. He was a good president. He did good for my country. And that's all I care about. I'm not interested in other this other personal stuff or any of that. We had a good four years when he was president. You know, and you compare that to what we have now, this guy is destroying our country. Yeah. And then his uh, underlings. I I live out in California. Yeah. You can't walk the streets of San Francisco. I know. Stockton, Oakland, L.A. LA. Yeah, I know. Believe me. And and, and, it starts with him. And by the way, both Bo Deedle and Mike Sullivan say hello, Mike. It, uh, It starts with Biden. And then, yes, it trickles down. Like, you know, there were the bosses and the guys underneath them. So you got a Gavin Newsom, for example, out in uh, in California. You've got a Kathy Hochul here. You guys have for years Gil Garcetti's son, Eric, as the mayor of Los Angeles. We have the Blasio and Adams. So it starts with Joe Biden. But then all these cities where you live, Mike, and where I live, these blue cities, these blue states, they're getting hit over the head, too, because these people share the same philosophies. They are killing us. Yeah, and when I say, Sid, nobody cares, I'm talking about the people that should care. The FBI, not investigating this case, the Department of Justice. You, we have an influence peddler that's selling our government, and he's in the Oval Office. And, and the media is covering for this guy? I mean, I don't care if you like Trump or not. Trump is irrelevant at this point. But this guy is destroying our country. You know, I spoke to 850 uh, Border Patrol agents in the state of Texas. I did a big uh, seminar with them. If you would hear the things that they were telling me, they said, Mike, we're not even getting 5% of the illegal drugs that are coming across the country. We can't control the human trafficking. We don't know if terrorists are coming aboard. We don't know anything. There's so many gotaways. We don't know. We can't even give you the number of gotaways that get away. Mm. We just know it's high. Mm. And they get no help from the federal government. What's the motive behind this? To destroy America? Because that's what's happening. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
Yeah. So let's get back to uh, your former life for a second. You're great with the politics. I mean, real great, Mike, and on the money. You sure absolutely know what you're talking about. But a lot of folks will try to convince me that the Italian mafia, not the same, pretty much dead. Uh, I had one guy come on this show. Oh, uh, Joe Pistone, Donnie Brasco. So let me tell you something. I'm a lot more worried about the Albanians and Russians these days than the Italians. You tell me. You're out of the life. I get that for a long time now, Mike. But is the Italian mafia dead or just being very quiet? Well, they're not dead. And by the way, I love Joe Pistone. He and I are good buddies now. You know, people not, ah, how could you like Joe Pistone? It's very simple. He did better at his job than we did at ours back then. It was his job to do what he did, and he did it well. He so got you. No hard he, he got you. <laughs> he got us. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it, but he's a good guy. But, you know, they're not dead. But I always say this. The golden years of Cosa Nostra in this country were really from the late 40s, early 50s, right through to the mid-80s. That's when we had so much power, so much control, right into the White House. I mean, we controlled all the unions in this country. You control the unions, you control the country in a big way. I think you know that, Sid. But after RICO, it was decimated, and guys have gone undercover. I say this all the time. It's not going to go away in my lifetime because you know what happens? These things run in patterns. For how many years? Maybe 15, 20 years. The FBI was all about mafia, Cosa Nostra, New York, five families. They had at one point, I believe, 12 to 1,400 agents assigned to the five families. And we had about 750 members, made guys, in all five families. So that's practically two agents for every one of us. Of course, we had a lot of associates. But today, I think there's less than 100 agents that are on because things have, have gone quiet. It's not going away. I mean, these guys are pretty resourceful, um, but it's not nearly what it was back in our day. So you're, you're saying it's the RICO, which is obvious because there's a absolute uh, direct hit from a legal standpoint with the RICO. There are still lots of guys that aren't loyalists, like I'm a Trump loyalist to Gotti, and they say that he was really the end, that, you know, his he just couldn't, like Trump, he just couldn't stay the limelight, and he just, he was uh, basically as good as he was, and people loved him, and that he was the beginning of the end. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? No, no, I don't believe that at all. Listen, there were other high-profile guys throughout our life. Joe Colombo, extremely high-profile. He didn't take the mob down. I mean, we we survived for quite some time after that. It was the RICO Act. Trust me when I tell you that, because listen, guys started to become informants left and right. You know, they don't. It was one thing. Years ago, before that act, ah, you get 10 years, maybe 15, you do, you know, three quarters, you do half, whatever. Any mob guy can stand that. Look, I got 10 years. I did eight on the 10. Okay, you don't want to do it, but it's not bad. But now they they put a guy in his cell and they say, hey, get comfortable because here's where you're going to spend the rest of your life or the next 40 years. No more parole. You're doing 85% of your time. You're not getting bail 90% of the time. You got to fight the case from inside. So once you're in, you're done. And that's it. Unless you want to talk to us. You want to talk to us, we can make a deal. Don't worry about it. Guys did not stand up. Look at all the informants. That's what happened to this life. It was the RICO Act. And it's not fair to blame John Gotti. Not true at all. You know, John was just another guy. Yes, he was high profile. But we we were around, you know, uh, uh, way before him. And uh, it it wasn't him at all. And when people say that, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm not even in the family. Uh, but I, I am curious about your father because I, I know that a lot of guys that are still active, I know a couple <laughs> guys that used to be, uh, they, they were, you know, kind of hesitant. 
to have their kids jump in. And your father got that 50-year sentence and you jumped in. Was that because you felt like you had to help? Or was your father actually encouraging you to jump in? He, he didn't encourage me initially. But when Joe Colombo started the Italian-American Rights League, I started to, you know, I was around my father's friends every day. I was walking a picket line. I was in the Park Sheridan Hotel. And guys are telling me, Michael, you know, if you don't help your father, he's going to die in prison. Your father's no bank robber. Everybody said it. Everybody knew he got framed on that case. So I'm saying, you know, now I got my, my mother and three kids at home. My dad, one thing to say, don't believe this. You know, everybody thinks you go away to jail and the mob takes care of you for the rest of your life. It's not true. My dad had some things going on in the street. But after two years or so, it ran out. And we had to fend for ourselves. So I told my dad, I said, Dad, we need money. We got to pay for lawyers. We got to go after these witnesses. I said I can't go to school anymore. I got to help you out. And basically, my dad said to me uh, exactly these words: "Son, if you're going to be on the street, I want you on the street the right way." In his mind, the right way was to become a member of his life, and that's when he proposed me. He said, "Do it right." Wow. And, uh, and that's how it happened. So he didn't really encourage me until I made up my mind to say, "I can't go to school. I got to help you out," and that was it. So in uh, closing here, Michael, you, uh, you're a great guest. Great guest. I'm glad you uh, stopped by today. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, again, let's go back to where we kind of started this after your childhood. Rudy Giuliani did turn himself in yesterday. He did write the forward for your seventh and last book. He's responsible for the statute that put a lot of your friends away and eventually, eventually got to you too. But you admit on this program you guys are good friends today. What do you think should happen to Rudy and Donald Trump moving forward? I don't want them to go to jail. I hope they beat this case. Listen, you know, again, again, and I've seen this, Sid, my whole life I saw it. And I tell people now, I said, listen, forget that it's Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, or anybody else. But when the government starts to weaponize their weapons, the Department of Justice, the FBI, to go after their political enemies, this country is in deep trouble. Because when they do it to their enemies, they're going to do it to everybody else if they can get away with it. And, you know, well, look, when we were on the street, we knew people got framed. You know, things we saw the FBI do certain things. But in a way, okay, we're criminals. This is who we are. They stretch the truth a little bit. They want to go, you know, the extra mile. But I always said, listen, if they get away with it with one group, they're going to extend it and get away with it with other people. Because you give the government an inch, they never give it back. And they'll always look for more. And that's exactly what's happening. This yeah. is so dangerous unprecedented to do this to a former president. Yep. It's all nonsense. Yep. This guy in New York who, who arrests him on this garbage stuff, I mean, and people are sitting back and, and thinking that it's okay. It's not okay. I no. don't care if it was Trump or anybody else. It's yep. not okay. It's dangerous. Mike, that's a great job. I loved having you on today. Michael Franzisi, thank you so much for hopping on. My phone has blown up this whole conversation. Please come back again very soon, buddy. Thank you so much. Anytime, Sid. Thanks for having me. God bless you. Mike, uh, friends, easy. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at 
info at gobolaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.